Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's no referee, guys. There's a there's a referee. He's over towards our kid. One, two, three. What? 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 The, did, what? What is? Did David Arquette just? What's going on here? David Arquette won the world title. David Arquette won the world title. He can't believe it. David Arquette won the world title. Did David Arquette just win the world title? Did I see that? David Arquette just—he got the belt. Nachos. Gory, I didn't know you spoke Spanish. Are you fluent? No. I feel fine. Gordy and Sean had dead-end jobs. People always said I was a dreamer, an idiot, and a waste of life, and I will never amount to anything. Hit me, baby, one more time. No luck with the ladies. Brittany, let's go out again. We'll talk about me and you. Dude, you're in there. And no one to look up to. Freeze! Your sister shot her first perp today. That's nice, Gabby. But at least they had a hero. Jimmy King is the greatest wrestler of all time. Wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not fake! Down goes Jimmy King! Oh my god, a four-post massacre! No one can survive this! This isn't even a pay-per-view! Now, these dreamers, me and my associate, we're on a quest to find King. It's him! King King! Will go to any lengths. Please crowd out! Oh, that was great! And do whatever it takes. We got a friend who's gonna get you a trainer. Everybody knows wrestling's fake. To put their king. Don't feel fake? Back on his throne. Any match, any time. The steel cage. Steel cage wins! Sal Banditi, want to wrestle? And I'm Sebastian. Wrestling is a game for little boys. I'm Andy Shosler. That icy sugar locked up my nog nog. And I'm Jordan. <laughs> One other quote that I really liked was the, the nerdy kid saying, my dad says puking is for pussies. And David <laughs> replies, well, I puke all the time and I'm not a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> The Shermanator. <laughs> the Shermanator, that's right. Yeah. And welcome to our review of Ready to Rumble. WCW is Ready to Rumble? Ready to Rumble. Mm. Yeah, whichever one that is. Oh, here we go. Finally, we've, like the four masters of foreshadowing that we are, Jordan and I, <laughs> all this subtle talk of wrestling here nor there, maybe sometimes less subtle than others, finally built up to a movie about wrestling. 
Oh, this is the payoff we for all that pain. The peak, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is a trilogy, a trilogy of payoffs. We have two more wrestling films after this, but we're starting at the bottom of the hill, and then we slowly climb up to the wrestler. Okay. Isn't it great? It's a hard slog, but it's worth it when you get there. And I think the fact that we're only doing three is nice. Oh, I say, no, technically four. I think for Christmas, we currently have Santa with muscles slated in, but who knows what's going to happen come Christmas time. And that's not a wrestling movie. It just stars Hulk Hogan. I think everybody should only ever see three wrestling films in their lifetime, max. Well, you've got preferably zero. Well, there's only, there's only about three or four you can really work with anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good I, number. I skipped Nacho Libre when doing this one um, yeah. because I don't like it. Oh, uh, yeah. I just, I don't like that director and the, the, the writer involved. Um, it's the same dudes from um, Napoleon, Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite, which, I mean, I loved it. It's hard when we do a comedy as well. Yeah. I know this is a comedy, but there's a lot of trash yeah. to talk about with this comedy at least. But when we come in and I just have to say, it was well made, but I didn't laugh once. That's my review <laughs> for for um, Nacho Libre. Yeah, sounds about right. But this film, oh, it's a spicy one. Both, I mean, the movie <laughs> itself and just kind of historically, like what it meant and what it kind of led to, which I was going to say, I might yeah. defer to Jordan on that note because I think think there's a debate to be credited that this movie may have led to i mean amongst a lot of other things but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean there's a there's a lot of problems you could say that led to the death of wcw i guess but from from this movie did rise one of the um one of the definite nails in the coffin which was when they decided to actually put their championship belt on david arquette which was um a questionable choice uh, at best i would say uh, just, terrible, terrible decision on the other end. It sounds like something that would have been great when you're just sitting around drinking and going, hey, wouldn't it be funny if? And it just yeah, gets exactly. out of But you never actually do those things. And David didn't want to do this for the record. He was actually not like for this, but he was convinced that I be, you know, it's going to be better for the movie long term. We get you some more mainstream exposure with the wrestling fans themselves who are originally, you know, honestly yeah. going to be the only people that see this movie regardless. Um, yeah. But... During the time where WCW and the WWF, I don't think they were the, by 2000, were they WWE, Jordan? I don't think they were, were they? Uh, no, not just yet, but they were like WCW had definitely like dropped down a few pegs by this point. Like they were definitely the, the second coming second in the old uh, Monday Night Wars as they were. Yeah, so a couple of years prior, big rating wars on Monday night, same time slot, one wrestling company up against another wrestling company. And their viewerships were massive. And I say massive in a modern comparison, like they're pulling in between seven to nine million viewers each wow. in one night. Whereas in a country of 200 million at the time. Yeah. And to put that into modern perspective, let's skip the coronavirus stuff just before that. Raw, WWE's flagship show, going unopposed against any other wrestling show right now. If it pulls in 2.3 million, it's currently considered good for them. Wow. And they've got no competition. So they can say this is like peak wrestling time, or sorry, just after peak wrestling time when it came in. But WWE, like Jordan said, yeah. kind of began the, the downward slide and then thought, you know what we need? That guy from Scream. <laughs> we had champion. <laughs> and I love David Arquette. I'm going to say I'm not. Uh, I do too. And like this, this, movie, this movie definitely made sense at the time. Like it was, it's, Looking at it, like, from the outside, like, it's a good idea. Like, you know, you're a couple of years removed from when you were at your peak. You're, like, very clearly, clearly losing to your competitor. What better way to, you know, get some more mainstream exposure and get a few more eyes on you than to make a big budget film? Yeah. Like, um, yeah here's all that main David stars. Arquette, maybe, maybe not the best selection of a lead at the time, but... I mean, still, it's like in its in and of itself, it, it was a good idea. The execution, well, I guess we'll get to that, but it's, it's a good, it was a good idea. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you get your movie out to, to big audiences and you're like, here's our WCW exclusive stars. Here's Bill Goldberg. Here's yeah. Sting, Randy Savage. You know, have a look at them all. You know where you can catch them? Monday nights. Like that's, it's not the worst thing, even just from like a, uh, an advertising perspective point of view yeah absolutely the, the trick is you want to put out a good ad <laughs> Dude, yeah <laughs> when david i really did wrestling which currently mm. he's currently doing it as well i believe so is that right? jordan yeah. you know yeah. i mean in the lead up yeah, yeah. To, to the film as, as an actual promotion for the film he did do mm. some actual wcw 
fights. Yes. Didn't he? He was in the... the, the, the did the he... Intro. What character did he play? Did he play the law then as well? No, it was David Arquette, I believe. It was, he was just himself. Yeah, he, he was just himself. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I know after he won the title, I saw a couple of... Because I drew my own little research. I saw a couple of promos that he had cut, which was him kind of doing like the big shot Hollywood thing. So he was playing yeah. up himself. Yeah. But he was still playing David Arquette. He wasn't playing. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, that footage that played at the beginning of this episode, like he, I can't remember who he pinned, but he nailed them with a spear tackle and then got the cover and pinned them. Like he didn't cheat. That was icky. He pinned them middle of the ring. Two people being What do you mean? Them. He didn't cheat in a choreographed show. Uh, as opposed, How do you cheat no. in a choreographed show? Uh, no, I mean like as opposed to him like giving the wrestler a low blow when the ref wasn't looking and getting a sneaky pinfall, they actually had him legitimately beat an active wrestler. Doesn't that, that's bad. No shenanigans. Like the, the one point in this film that I actually enjoyed, it was when it was when uh, King is being taken down right at the start of the, the film. The four post massacre. Right. I've never seen <laughs> so it's So it's a choreographed, you know, uh, you know um, what would you say? Event going Performance, on. Performance, yeah. Which is being filmed on camera for a film, right? Meant to look like an improvised fight. Okay. Sort of. That is itself, that is itself an improvised fight that is, you know, being, being, being played as an improvised fight that is itself in the wrestling world always choreographed. Yes. So. I thought that was a nice little meta thing that you, it, it's actually planned pretending to be fake, whereas it's actually fake, you know, all, all, all of that is also actually fake pretending to be real. Yeah, and that's actually one of the surprising I <laughs> credits I want to give to it as well. This is like during the wars and they're like literally having wrestlers call moves to each other in the ring to be like, yep, yeah, arm drag, blah, blah, blah. Like I, they do like an international spot and they call it to each other. Like they're, they're literally calling shit as they go. Sure. And I was like, this is surprising. Like you'd think I mean, a movie made by WCW to push their agenda they would make it no. They're all real death matches. Blah. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't. They wouldn't make it look a performance. Wrestling fans don't care. Killing Everybody. the business long before it was cool. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like I'm. I'm. I, this is a good point for me. Don't. I'm just. I'm just saying. I, I mean, if WWF made this film, I or at least modern WWE made this film, I don't think they would take that angle because they're. You know, no. Yeah. The thing that stopped me from liking this film was that. Um, uh, what were the names? Doug and Cassidy? No. Gordy and Sean. Gordy and Sean. Or yeah. Dawkins and Boggs are the last names. The, the, the thing that stopped me from liking them is that they are actual fanboys who buy into all this stuff. Like, I understand yeah. getting behind a story and saying, I love this TV show, I love these characters. You still know it's not real. You know they're not real people. Yeah. You still defend it as if, as if they are, but you know they're not real people. But they are playing it as these fanboys who think King really is the King guy. You know, they're talking to his father and saying, when you died in a plane crash, he went off and got his degree. <laughs> Can't you see how awesome a guy he is? Yep. That completely, completely took me out of the movie. And no, I cannot buy them as legitimate people. I did find it funny that the, the buy-in character for the fans in this movie were like, you, you're, you're painting the WCW fans like they're actual morons. <laughs> yeah. And that's- That was my thing, like they're-, they're- Pandering to this audience while still making them out to be absolute like slack jawed idiots. Yeah, <laughs> like it's weird though because the movie at, like switches between like whether it's presenting wrestling as real or as a work. Like there's just scenes where it just swaps between the two, which like was just so confusing. Like it should probably pick a lane if you're going to do a movie like this. Yep. <laughs> oh, good god! All right, we'll, we'll continue on. Andrew, did you have any like of your wonderful? financial stats or anything like that for this one? Or should, yeah, we, should we shake a leg into the actual plot? No, of course I do. Wonderful. I always come prepared with that trivia. I can't wait. Budget of $24 million, which Okay, so WCW for the record... Which... biggest waste of money since hiring <laughs> Ultimate Warrior in 1998. <laughs> but for a comedy film made in 2000, I think that's an entirely appropriate... That's probably even cheap. Well, that's literally half the... Just under half the price of Mario Bros, the one we reviewed yeah. last week, which, which came was in 93. years earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So this is, actually, I'd say, very cheap. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It was a huge flop. It only took 12 million at the box office. Good. <laughs> Teach him a lesson. <laughs> um, 5.4 on IMDb, surprisingly, out of 10. So as opposed to Mario Bros, which was 4 out of 10. But... But that 
is substantially fan-based because on Rotten Tomatoes, while it carries a 52% audience score, critically, it's a 23%. Yeah, it checks out. Huge difference between, <laughs> between the critics and, and the audience, which makes sense. I um, This isn't so much of a trivia point. I just wanted to acknowledge this. I did find it really strange, like I said, but the idea of this film kind of acting as advertisement for your company. I do find it really weird that the key wrestler that is the focus of this film was not an actual wrestler. Yeah. Like if you had done this exact same story about Sting or about Goldberg or about any other main face um, yeah. from WCW. It would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. But then I could also see like, why would you want a movie where Goldberg's the lead actor? I mean, Goldberg's actually not a terrible actor. I've seen him in a lot of things. and He's, he's always pretty, you, you give him simple stuff to do and he's actually pretty okay with it all. Um, but I can see why you wouldn't want to make a, a wrestler have to do you know an hour and a half of scripted acting. <laughs> But also, yeah. you're building up this comeback story about something that means nothing to no one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. It, like to me, watching it, it kind of just feels like they had to write in some kind of a character to like stand in for like Ric Flair, who probably said no. <laughs> like if you look at like Jimmy the King, is like he's got a terrible marriage. He's got all these illegitimate children. He's just Ric Flair. Yep, Ric Flair with a bit of Jerry Lawler sprinkled on top. I could, I could definitely buy yeah. into that. Oh. <laughs> We're just talking absolute Mandarin, it right? You, aren't we, Andrew? <laughs> like I've, I know the, I know the name Rick. <laughs> I've, I've heard of a Jerry before. <laughs> Jim, I think Jimmy King was in the film, if I remember correctly. Yes, Jimmy King's yeah. the the one that actually we got. Um, <laughs> interesting. So, hey, John Cena debuted in this film. Um, I didn't I, notice that yeah, in the gym scene. The very, very background. I read it, but I didn't notice it. He was like platinum blonde, top yeah. of my head. I will say when we watch the wrestler in a couple of weeks, a bunch of what the time would be not even indie darlings by that stage, but like they're in the background shots and some locker room scenes. The indie stuff. shit kickers. Well, Cesaro is in, in um, the wrestler from memory, Jordan. Yeah, I think so. There's yeah. A couple of people in there. I think it's like Cesaro. Um, what else is in there? I'm like, well, I, I mean, we'll get to it, but it's more like, yeah, they, they just throw yeah, them in. Like as far as like bigger names, I remember, yeah, I remember him. And it was a, it basically, it's like a, a bunch of people because they shot a lot of that stuff at like Ring of Honor shows at the time, I think. Mm. I am um, a bit off topic. I just started watching Glow because I'd, I'd never watched it prior. Mm. And one of the characters, she comes from like this big wrestling family, like these literal wrestling giants. Like they're all like fucking six to seven foot tall. And fucking Carlito was one of them. <laughs> oh, really? Carlito <laughs> and, um, oh, who was, what's his name? Um, they gave him that terrible Funkasaurus gimmick in WWE. Brutus, uh, Brutus Clay, is that right? Brutus? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's him. Yeah, he was her other brother and then the dad was just some stunt, just some gigantic stuntman. The biggest one of the lot was just a stuntman. He wasn't actually a wrestler. Um, but yeah, you just see them pop up fucking everywhere. Like you got The Rock playing his dad on that 70s show. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I always enjoy like little Easter eggs like that. If you watch anything like Voyager or Stargate Atlantis or anything and some big muscle guy rocks up, there's a good chance it's Batista. Um, it Honestly, like <laughs> Batista and Triple H would rock up in random like 90s sci-fi schlock TV oh, shows. God, he's Inspector. He was he was Hinks. Oh, Inspector, yeah, Batista. Yeah. Well, now he's good. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, in his like back when he was actually full time wrestler, right. he just and rocked Drax, up. of course, in um, oh Sounds yeah, of the Galaxy. He's and he was in, in um Blade Runner 2049. He's a yeah, he's in yeah, good he shit. Good. Like he's doing very well for himself. I'm just also like you just see him pop up as like <laughs> oh, we just need some guy with muscles. <laughs> he's like sure. I know a guy, <laughs> me. <laughs> um, okay, but yeah. So WCW was at the time being booked by a gentleman by the name of Russo. Um, he was a fan. Bro. What was that? Did you die? Well, uh, no, no, no. I was just like, uh, do we really have to talk about him? We should. We should. I've just basically, <laughs> um, I've literally, I don't know how I've done this. I talk about him all the time. Um, I just know him as Russo. I've just forgotten his first name, Jordan. Help me out here. Vince. Vince, thank you. How can I forget <laughs> Vince. I don't it's know. A very wrestler manager. Well, name. Vince McMahon's the owner. Yeah. Of the, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so he was a fa originally a fan that somehow kind of wormed his way into being head booker of this company, and some of his ideas originally were good, but bit by bit by bit, he just kind of digressed into let's just do TNA. And I don't mean, he's, okay. yeah, he's one of those guys that needs a filter. Yeah, and WCW, he was just given like complete free reign and. Just, 
garbage. Just just some hot, hot garbage. Which is a roundabout way of saying how we got David Arquette World Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> yeah. Case in point. Yep. Which is, I mean, I'm going to say this. Or, or yeah. Vince Russo himself as Heavyweight Champion. Oh, that was, at least when he won the Heavyweight Championship himself, I think he got knocked through a cage and that's how he won or some crap. Yeah. Like he won because somebody else fucked up. Can, David Arquette just pinned someone. <laughs> Oh, good guy. Okay, I guess we'll get into the actual movie then, or do you guys have any more little tidbits you'd like to have a bit of a chat about? I'm happy to get straight into the movie. I mean, I, I only have a few things yeah. to say about it anyway, because once the wrestling started, I kind of switched off. There wasn't seriously. I just switched off. There, there was nothing, nothing about it that was interesting anymore. I'm the opposite. When the wrestling uh, wasn't happening, I was like, God, this movie's taking a long time to get to the fireworks factory. <laughs> like, let's get there. <laughs> like, I was waiting for it to, to get yeah. back to the ring. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll attempt to take this one. Um, but guys, I watched this last weekend. So bear with me. If, if, you, if I stumble or you have anything, please, the love of God, jump in. So we're going to- yeah, no, I'm fresh. I watched it this morning. Oh, wonderful. Okay. So we've got our two character mains. Um, we've got David Arquette playing Gordy Boggs and we've got Scott Kahn, who's actually, I think it's actually James Kahn's son. He's in Ocean's Eleven as one of the brothers as well. Yes, one of the, the ones with the remote yeah. control cars or whatever. But he's actually, yeah. So is he? Da, 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 da. Yeah, son of James Kahn. So good. So playing yeah, Gordy Boggs and Sean Dawkins. Boggs and Dawkins. That sounds like a tag team. Let's go with it. Um, <laughs> they are your classic super low social skilled um, WCW full on wrestling nerds. That's effectively it. They fully buy into it. They've got both got the same dead end job where they run a surge truck effectively. That, re- that reveal yeah. is the, is hilarious. What was there's, there's no even build up to it. It just cuts to them and you find out that they're, that they're uh, septic tank That's attendants. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's brilliant. It's hilarious. The gross thing where they're sitting down eating their burgers, they get at the um, fast food place, and there's just this pipe between them that is just yeah, seeping shit. <laughs> and it's like thick. I was just watching and going like, how did they get that to work on set? Was it just some like fucking stage hand above them like dripping? Just, yeah, like, just like applesauce or something. Oh, I'm fine, but okay. And they're just not reacting to it. That was That was kind of funny. So they are your, yeah, your, your basic super fan. They're really excited. WCW Monday Night Nitro Live is tonight for them. So they're going to the show because they want to watch their hero, the world heavyweight champion, Jimmy King, who is played by Oliver Platt. So not a wrestler, just just an actor. Yeah, Who looks like the sheriff of Rottingham. <laughs> he sure does. In his, in his little studded vest. I yeah. didn't you know. really would have thought they'd like, if they were going to create a wrestler for this movie, you'd think you'd like maybe use someone who looks like a wrestler. Yep. You think you would, wouldn't you? Apparently not. <laughs> He's not un-wrestler-like. I actually loved... Hey, ha- Overall, Platt, I liked him in this film. I sure. think he plays the perfect fucking sleazeball, and that's fine. Yeah. I'm I, I like his portrayal because also if you if you kind of play into the idea that he's just playing Ric Flair, it's even funnier. Um, yeah, well, that clicked for me about halfway through the movie, and it kind of changed my perspective as I watched it. I started enjoying it a lot. Oh, good. <laughs> so they go to the show, and what's happened is um, the story in WCW backstage is that um, Jimmy King is just a bad employee. He shows up to shows late. He's disrespectful. Not paying his dues. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't help with ring set up. Not or setting up the ring. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Doesn't um, shake anybody's hand. Which I mean- Real t- piece of shit. Today during Corona time, it's probably, I mean, probably really helpful. <laughs> but um, back then in, the, in uh, 2000, you want to be shaking hands, you know, and what's happened is the head, I guess the head booker who, or, who is played by Joe Pantaleone, um, from the Matrix mm. and from Incep- not Inception, um, Memento, good actor. He plays Titus mm. Sinclair, who was actually, by the way, this role was meant to be played by Eric Bischoff, but he got fired by WCW yeah. just before the film went into production. I remember hearing like he was going to originally just play, it was just going to be himself, like he was going to be the character. Which would have worked fine. He got a sent, sent on his extended fishing trip uh, by WCW not long before the movie. <laughs> Which is a pity because, I mean, Bischoff, I actually really liked that him on screen. Good. Like he's a, yeah. He, yeah, he's a great on-screen character. He would have been really good in this role. Like, had it, uh, had it come down to that. But they picked a good actor instead. Like, I said, apparently only good actor. So that's fine. He is fed up. So he, he does sort of a dual role. He plays the manager of Diamond Dallas Page, the wrestler, but he's also, I, I guess, effectively, he runs WCW backstage. 
He tells the guys, this is the basic match. Paige, you're going to, you know, Jimmy King's going to beat you clean, middle of the ring, retain his title, blah. And then he pulls Paige aside and tells him, scrap that plan, fuck it. You know, what we're actually going to do is I want you to just shoot on this guy. We're going to take him down, get the title off him. I'm firing him. I don't want him in the company anymore. We're just going to get rid of him tonight. We're not going to tell him. Because they didn't want to tell like, Jimmy, I guess, to avoid a Montreal screwjob scenario. <laughs> they, like, or start one, I guess. They didn't want to tell um, Jimmy because I guess they figured he wouldn't do the show if he knew he was going to lose the title. So no, he definitely dropped the old, that doesn't work for me, brother. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I can't do it. Me losing a Diamond Dallas page, not likely. So um, the match goes on there. Jimmy and DDP uh, just doing it as per usual. And then DDP decides, all right, now's the time where I'm going to do an actual match on you. Like we're going to have a real match. I'm not going to tell you. Bam, bam, bam. All the locker room comes out. They're all now totally on board with the idea that Jimmy King is a terrible worker. <laughs> they want to get rid of him. And they all start <laughs> beating the actual shit out of him. And... DDP pins him, gets the title, and Titus Sinclair declares, yep, King, you're not only getting your, not getting a rematch, but you're not going to be on WCW Nitro anymore. He's effectively been fired, but for real. This freaks out our heroes and kind of sets it's them not, on the- Seb, it's not even a pay-per-view. It's not even- <laughs> I fucking love that. That was my line until I realized <laughs> I had to put it into the intro and couldn't use it. Um, but yeah, so that, that kind of sets them on their quest to- you know, get to help King, get him back on his feet and get him back in the title picture. Because they're such devoted fanboys. They've bought into the whole thing and Jimmy King to them is a real person. To be fair, I mean, they're buying into it like it's real and they don't really know otherwise, but it was actually real what happened. That one part was real. Like he did get the shit kicked out of him and did get like real, like pinned for real. Not really. I mean, that was on film that happened. No, he... All the- no, I understand. In the movie universe, I, yes. I understand that, yeah. Yeah, so they were actually, because they're yeah, so know, dumb, know, right I by know, default. I know, I know. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they stupided their way into the correct answer. <laughs> the old broken clock syndrome. Yeah, but the Jimmy King that they thought they knew, he's not a real person. No, of course, he's an actor. Or, you know. No, I mean, he's completely invented. The, the, that's what I mean. No, Jimmy-, Jimmy King, who it's not even a stage name, that's his real name in the film. Yes, but he's uh, an actor playing Jimmy King the wrestler. No, I un- I understand that, but it's not even a stage name. Like his his name is Jimmy King, and the wrestler is Jimmy King. Yeah, but why would you? I mean, to be fair, if my last name was King and I was a wrestler, I wouldn't be changing my ring name. Really? Yeah, if you've got the last name King, just commit to that. <laughs> like it's we've got so <laughs> many kings just in our Brisbane area of wrestling, though. It's too many kings in Queensland. Anyway, <laughs> um. They decide to go on their little mission. And this is where I, I mentioned- what's, what's the mission? They want to find Jimmy King and yeah, get him- go on mission. They need to find him and get him back into to fighting shape. And yep. get his throne back. Yep. It's not even about you know getting him back into shape because they don't think he's out of shape. They think he's well, been- Well, yes, this is true. <laughs> yep. They think he's been completely betrayed and he's the greatest wrestler in the world. And he's just, he just, for some reason, he needs their help. To get back on the throne, yes. That they're the they're the pin. That's that that part I can't believe. I that's what stops me from getting on board with these characters. These they are guys so unbelievable. are fanatics. Remember what they they, uh, they got the freaking leather yeah, wristband. They, yeah, what yeah. would the king what do? What would king do? Yeah. That's right. Oh, good god. So they find out where King lives because of the Shermanator. The Shermanator. <laughs> <laughs> he came back from the future to give them the address of where the king's Actually, trailer park is. Actually, he was the Shermanator before this. American yeah, Pie was not before, yeah. yeah. Oh no, I meant like the Shermanator came back from uh, know, the future. I, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, but he came from the past as well. He grew into <laughs> this character. <laughs> so they go to the trailer park. The king doesn't want any bar of it, and I'm blanking a bit. But they, are they obviously they convince him because I know at some stage they end up with Sal Bandini. I had I had a note on this because I was still paying attention at this point because it wasn't wrestling on screen. <laughs> King, You're going to hate these next two movies, dude. <laughs> King lays it out for them entirely, saying how wrestling is fake. It's just a show, right? He's not really Jimmy King. He's just, It's all a show. Every single night is planned out. Who's going to win? Who's going to do that? He lays all that out for them. And they still, they still refuse to believe him. They're still trying to to convince him that he just needs to get back on the throne that they're the ones to help him. He does his signature move on them 
and they they beg for it, you know, like tell us the line. Oh, that's you know, not unusual. They 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 <laughs> piss, they piss him off somehow, where, and and he ends up saying his line, not even trying to, just says his line for for whatever reason, and they light up and oh please, and then crown me, crown me, and so he knocks them on the head. The next morning, he wakes them up by pouring beer over their over their faces, and just says. You guys have a point. Let's go. I'm driving. <laughs> there are several things. It's easiest in a film like this to just not ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Them screaming sure. to receive his finishing move is... <laughs> I can't begin to tell you how not unusual that is. I know. Like, even just my partner, she wants to have this one match against this one wrestler from interstate. And she's like constantly saying, I don't even care if I don't get a single move. I just want to get the shit kicked out of me by this person. <laughs> like, people are weird. Tell me if this was some wrestling thing mm. because uh, when they're trying to, to find him, they end up hitchhiking to Atlanta yep. from their little town, Lusk, Virginia, I think they're, they're from. Um, and they're hitchhiking. They, like get, that, yeah. they get picked up by a van of nuns. Oh, the fighting nuns? Who are singing. Oh, it is a wrestling thing. No, I just remember the no. scene. Yeah. So uh, they're playing Kumbaya and Michael rode the boat ashore and uh, one of them... Gordy or someone says, "Hey, don't you don't you want to sing something else? Don't you know any Van Halen or something?" Cut to them all singing, you know, "Running with the Devil" by yeah. Van Halen, and the nuns are completely on board with it, and you know, being all gangster uh, in that. Is that was that a wrestling joke? Is that is there something I'm missing? Because it, it really wasn't no one that I got, Jordan. The no, I think it was just a, a joke that the nuns like Van Halen. The I mean, the punchline of that joke is that the two of them are dropped off by the nuns in Atlanta. And one of them says to the other, so how many times did you fart on that on that van? Not once. And Gordy says, not once, <laughs> me either. Oh, they're farting nuns. That's the punchline for the whole for this whole thing. That, this whole movie, yep. the punchline is something <laughs> there's, that would There's bust. nothing deeper than that. It's just that the nuns were farting. That's, that's all there is to it. If you want to see a really good hitchhiking nun, nun skit, is Jansel and Bob Strike Back. I was actually going to say, like, the van looks exactly like the van from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yep. Carrie Fisher playing the Yeah, Carrie yeah. Fisher and they yeah, uh, yeah, fucking yeah. Jay tries to go down on her. <laughs> That's a good nun scene. You follow the book. <laughs> of course, I live my life by it. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so the fighting nuns. No, wait, so we've skipped past that. No, what, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I just wanted to ask is that some wrestling joke, some in joke that what I'm missing? Horrible creatures do you no. take us for, Andrew? <laughs> It just wasn't funny. We promise wrestling can be funny. <laughs> um, okay, so they convince him. Yeah, so he convinces himself overnight to go back to training. Is that when they go to Sal Bandini's? No, he, he's not on board with it. Yeah. He's not on board with the training. Yeah. He just wants to kick Russo's art or whoever the promoter is. Titus Sinclair. The whole the whole point yeah. at that the, the whole goal at that point is just to get back at him. Yep. To get um, uh, King back on on the set, um, they're going to wheel him in in a, in a porta potty. That's right. Yeah. The wrestling's going to happen, and King is just going to pop out. But that's right. They challenge him to the match before they go training. But yeah, they they've got this. They're filming some sort of backstage thing, and they're um, laying some shit out on on King, and he bursts out and says, "No, that's not true," and you know starts just laying into everybody. The cameramen are saying, this isn't on the script. What's What the hell is going on? But they keep on filming it anyway because it's good it's TV. It's live. Yeah. Yep. And that's when the promoter- This, this, is, where, this is where the movie lost me, um, where I wasn't able to, to buy into this one. So this is taking place in New York City. Okay. Any wrestling fan knows New York City is Vince McMahon country. Mm-hmm. Um, right. WCW would not be running there. This is, <laughs> I, that took me right out of it. I'm also glad you mentioned that. Because the entire idea that these two are the first people to knock on uh, Jimmy King's door when a former WCW World Heavyweight Champion has just been fired during the Monday Night <laughs> yeah. Wars and it wasn't VKM coming to <laughs> him with the contract. <laughs> yeah. is the, is, but this is this is the end of Act 2 and it's like 45 minutes into the film. It's so ridiculously early. It's not a short... Sorry, it's not a long film. No, anyway, no, because it's, because it's here. No, it's like an hour and a half long. This hour is, 50 this is, almost. This is halfway through the movie. Yeah. This is the point where the the end goal of the film gets gets put out, and it's the promoter, whatever his name, I forget, was Sinclair. Yeah, yes, yeah, is that his name? Yeah. Where he says, "Okay, yeah. King, I've had enough of you. Um, we do this thing. If you if you come to this fight, you win the title, you win a million dollars. You're never going to do it. You're rubbish. You know, it's it's all going to be real or whatever. 
Um, three stages just, of death or oh, whatever the fuck yeah, they call it. Yeah, whatever it was. How is this not a three stages of hell match? That, <laughs> that is what, what spurs King to get his life together and, and go train and actually win it. Andrew, would you Up be until sh- then, he's just a vindictive asshole. And I would wager that he's a vindictive, you know, he's just an asshole through the whole film. Would you be shocked to know that that three-tiered cage structure has actually had real matches? <laughs> no, not shocked. <laughs> Shortly I, after, in fact, with David Arquette involved once again. Yeah, I presumed that it was, you know, that everything in this film was taken directly from something wrestling. There's nothing in this film that hasn't already been thought of in a wrestling yeah. match in the wrestling world. So the triple cage match then in this film happened twice in real life. I'm just reading a quote here. Once on an episode of Nitro and another as the new war game structure at Slamboree 2000. So Slamboree 2000, mm. just given the time of this movie, would probably be the Arquette one, I would say. Um, I don't yeah, know about the exactly. one on Nitro because never have a Arquette, date. DDP and Jeff Jarrett, who's strangely absent from this movie for the time. Yeah, Jarrett, I was wondering about him. But yeah, it's um, I'm kind of morbidly curious and I do have the network still, so I might jump on and watch the Slamboree one later. I'm sure it's terrible, but I'm genuinely curious how they would do it. That sounds like it's a worth watching. It's it's awful but fun. Okay, good to know. Three three cages at once, Andrew. I'm only human. I can't say no to that many cages. <laughs> I, I, it's silly, but it's not the sort of silly that I'm on board with. It's just not my style. It's okay. just not anything that that makes me go, "Ooh, that's you know." What I'm That's gonna entertaining. Do, I don't care. I'm going to recommend a genuinely funny match. And if there's time after we're done recording, Andrew, we're going to sit down and watch it for 15 minutes. Jordan, oh, please, you, no, no more wrestling. Jordan, Not do you think Andrew would deal with Pac versus Orange Cassidy at Revolution? Ooh, that's like it's like 12, maybe. 15 minutes, and it's I think it's yeah, it's pretty not good. long and it's. Super, super entertaining. Even if, I think even if you're not a wrestling fan, it's a fun match to this watch. This is that guy that you kept laughing at that keeps his hands in his pockets the entire time. Yeah, it's a funny skit. Well, wait till you see I a know. full version, Andrew. <laughs> okay. Wait till you see the feature link version. <laughs> it's like, hey, everyone liked those Night at the Roxbury skits on SNL and you know what I love? No. The movie. <laughs> no. Everybody loved the first one. Then the second one, they politely laughed because, okay, it is, it is a funny thing. But every time they did it after that, it was just annoying. It was, okay, we get the joke. The movie was good. To the, no, the movie was crap. Well, we have time to add it to the schedule this year <laughs> if we wanted to make <laughs> stupid virus. Okay. Not that bad boy on there. So they, they, they sneak attack um, DDP. The referee counts a pinfall, but it doesn't count as an official match because obviously it doesn't. By the way, wrestling, they don't just count pinfalls everywhere. There's certain titles no, that you no, can yeah. defend 100% of the time, but like... Not this one. This is just movie bullshit. Um, but they agree. Yep, cool. We'll take on a match. Was it at a pay-per-view, Jordan, or was it just at the next Nitro? I think they have it as a pay-per-view. Like with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big match is like a pay-per-view event, which was... I think... Pretty sure they made up the name, though. I don't recall them actually using one. Oh, I'll see if I can find it. the movie, but... now that I think. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it, but I have no idea. Um, all right, so... Then they go and they have to train up Jimmy King because he's a shit wrestler. <laughs> and we get my favorite character in the entire movie, Sal Bandini. <laughs> Isn't he great? No. It's probably one of the highlights. He's so funny. So, so he's, silly. He's a catchphrase. Yeah. That's all he is. He's a good catchphrase oh, though. <laughs> um, so he learns to wrestle a little bit. And that's, I mean, I'm skipping over a lot here. There is a subplot there between Arquette's character and Rose McGowan's character. She's one of the Nitro girls. Um, She super hated this production. Yeah, I was reading her notes on it and she was not a fan. (laughs) That does not surprise me at all. (laughs) I'll see if I can get the exact quote because it was genuinely hilarious. I think I read the story was that she trashed the, uh, the script three times before being convinced to, to take it. And even then reluctantly. Yep. There are three points of trivia on her list on IMDb and two of them are how much she hated it and one is that she played David Arquette's love interest. <laughs> so, so we'll skip that terrible, terrible subplot. Um, well, I mean, you know, the whole point is that she ends up working for, you know, we find out that she's been working for Sinclair the whole time. Yes. And she's just trying to distract them from training King. Yep, pretty much. That's it. Um, they realize that this is like this three levels of cage match thingy. So they want to get some friends or well, some backup for Jimmy King. So they host like barnyard 
tough enough tryouts to see who he can get, and he gets just the worst human beings ever. And it's bloody. Um, it's oh, an excuse for a montage scene. Yeah, where you get ridiculous characters on just being ridiculous. You know, the chewer, and he just spits tobacco, and he's got like three teeth. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, Scott Kahn's character, weirdly enough probably the most buff person in that entire scene <laughs> and gets given the job of yeah. manager. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. And Arquette's character, Boggs, he gets taken away because his dad's a cop and he wants all of his kids to become yeah. cops. And he gets kind of taken out of the third act for the most, for the, the little bit because he's now going to become a deputy. Um, they then, I mean, we'll skip ahead to the actual cage match, but you may as well. I mean, like, it's, just, it's just training. Really. Nothing interesting happens. Apart, they get through all the candidates and it's a woman at the end of it. And they they, they say, take on three of them, the woman and oh, two they? others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just don't do anything. Well, they just say, yeah, look, sorry, we can't take you. We need somebody who's actually going to be a threat. And she takes off a coat and she's in a bikini and says, oh, whatever, is this threatening enough? I, I, don't, I don't care. I think his literal line is, what he's going to do, <laughs> boob them to death. Yeah, whatever. Well, they, they hire her, <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> um, all right, so we get to the cage match. Um that's when, you know, it's kind of like your nice little moment as a wrestling fan. Like Sting has just been watching from the rafters through the entire match and he decides to intervene at the last moment to save Jimmy King. Is that the guy with the painted face? Yes. Right. So his- yeah, you know you're watching a WCW match because there's a ton of nonsensical run-ins. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bloody headache. Um, Sting for the latter half, better half of his career, he used to be like a surfer character with like bright face paint and blonde hair. Right. He then went goth like you see him in this film. Right. It worked really, really well. He had a big storyline where he kind of stepped away for the better part of a year and they would just shoot him like from the raft just watching the ring, kind of watching the company fall apart and he had like this big redemption story coming into. Did they do it well? They tried. They kind of fucked it at the end. But um, I, I liked it him. It was great until they got to the payoff. Yep. Um, but then I like, like how they, they used him properly in this film. Like that's pretty much the most realistic yeah, you know, portrayal of him. Um, yeah, they win the match, I guess. DDP <laughs> loses by being killed. I'm, I can't, I'm not going to give a play-by-play. It was yeah. a wrestling match. It was a terrible wrestling match. Um, J- David Arquette rocks up on a... Does he come in on a fucking motorbike? I'm having a fever dream about this. He comes dressed yeah, as, yeah, as like the a police motorbike. Yeah. Um, and so I guess he passed his test. Sure. And now he's a wrestler <laughs> and he's been taken on as King's tag team partner and they have the world's best manager, bloody Dawkins in a suit. And that's, that's it. it. <laughs> Probably not the most comprehensive breakdown, but like you get to a wrestling match and it goes for 15 minutes and the, ma- and the show's over. Yeah. I can't even remember. Does it end on a freeze frame? Oh, I, it was two weeks ago, a week and a bit for me. Sorry, I can't remember. Jordan? I, I regained consciousness. Uh, no, when no, it's like a, it's like a, car that drives away with um, Sal in the back with a bunch of oh, that's like, right. yeah, in the spa. Yeah. girls in a hot tub and he's like, God bless America. Yep. <laughs> that's the movie. <laughs> he <laughs> seems so pleased. <laughs> oh, any other points you guys have? Oh, sorry, Jordan. And in the end credits, they're just a whole bunch of outtakes of people getting kicked in the groin throughout the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, freaking... Um, they're in one of the outtakes um, during one of the fight scenes, I think at the beginning of the film in the supermarket, um, mm. the actor actually punches Randy Savage in the face. Now, <laughs> oh, the I, I meant to ask the shop attendant. The weird looking boy? The man. Board, yeah, is he a wrestler? I don't think so. The, show, the, the bald mm, shop attendant. Nah. I don't recognize him. Is he nah. someone? No, he's just an actor. Yeah, I'll see if I can okay. find him, but I, I don't no, know I thought, what name I thought to maybe, look for. I thought maybe he had a wrestling tie-in somehow. Oh, it's just a weird-looking yeah. boy, I think. Okay. Uh, I've just opened up his Wikipedia, and it appears that he is some kind of a musician. Even better. He's probably Moby's stunt double. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I reckon we can slide into verdicts then, yeah? If I may. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> the whole film is about an asshole getting his mojo back. It has a great cast that's completely wasted on stupid cameos. And Happy Gilmore did it better. Happy Gilmore is a much better movie. That's not Happy Gilmore, argue that. <laughs> Happy Gilmore did it better. Yeah. You, you don't like Happy Gilmore because he is a prick to everyone around him. He's just an absolute asshole. But at least... He has a worthwhile cause, and that's he's trying to get a jacket. He's, he's trying to get enough money 
to pay off his grandma's tax bill so she can have her house back and all this stuff because that's all repossessed by the government at the start. At least there's a cause. I mean, Jimmy King, he lets his life fall apart and he's just a prick. No, and, and for some reason, Gordy and what's his name? Donald just love him. Because and he's they, the and hero. They drug, and they, and they, but he's not a hero for a good reason. Oh, he was a terrible and he's person. And he's not even a hero at the end of it. That's right. For a good reason. I skipped it. One of the subplots is his son hates him and his son joins DDP's band of villains to beat him up in the movie. <laughs> no, great cast, completely wasted, and just and just no, no good reason for this film to be watched or see the light of day. Well, I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's not a fantastic piece of cinema by any means. Um, I think to get any enjoyment out of it, I think you probably would have to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> um, that said, though, as a wrestling fan, I'd just like to say that this film does not speak to me or for me. Uh, we're not uh, all lowbrow rednecks. Uh, I know it's a work. <laughs> I think, um, like, really, like the movie itself is, like, more, like, crass and lowbrow than actual wrestling um i think if you like if you were going into this movie not having really watched any professional wrestling before i think you'd be shocked at how high class professional wrestling really is <laughs> i mean one of the gags in this film is uh gordy and uh, and what's his name they drive a, a septic tank truck essentially yeah. they're coming back from the jimmy king um fight where he's been dethroned and they're they're crying, but not crying, and trying to be very manly about it. And they mm. lose control of the truck, and it spills shit everywhere. The, the cleanup crew is there, the police and the fire brigade and such. And a guy driving a truck comes around the corner, slams on the brakes because he can't stop in time, crashes, rips apart his his, his cargo, and it's toilet paper rolls that come out. <laughs> and that's it. Well, that's I wouldn't do for that to happen outside joke. my house today. <laughs> but that's it. That's the joke. They spilled a septic tank, and irony of ironies, a truck crashes into them carrying toilet paper rolls. This is a Family Guy skit. There was money that was spent <laughs> on this gag, and it goes absolutely nowhere. Yep. For me, this film needs a couple of different things to be successful. It needs a group of friends, it needs some pot, and it needs a few beers. Unfortunately, I went to my, to my viewing with literally none of those with me. <laughs> I went and by myself, middle of the night, the wife left the room because the movie was awful and I had to watch it by myself. And that was that. Um, I, I don't even chuckle through this movie. I just, honestly, I just kind of mark out and I enjoy seeing a couple of the wrestlers on screen because it's sort of a novelty having them play themselves in a movie. But that's fine. I mean, I can watch it from that aspect and get through it, but that's not a that's not the tenets of a good movie. <laughs> that's the that's the tenets of a cameo. Um, so I can look at it. I can't recommend it, but it will get better. I say that having only seen one of the two next ones. I have not seen Fighting with My Family, but I heard nice things. But I have seen the wrestler, and I know good that's things. pretty alright. Oh well, good. And I just assumed that that I mean that was had like mainstream attention and everything to it. So I assumed it would yeah. just by default be better. But um, yeah, it, this is not. The, even close to the worst movie I've ever seen ever. Like, and to, to give a direct comparison, and I know Andrew won't agree to this, but I would still put this movie on over Mario Brothers because at least this movie wasn't boring to me. It just wasn't good. Yeah. But for me, they were both not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> this was just, this is more cotton candy and Mario Brothers is more sophisticated dark chocolate. Like, <laughs> I just, and I just don't like dark chocolate. Um, yeah, but that's me. Um, all right, well, I guess we'll... we'll Cram into some socials, yeah. We're you got good. it. Yeah. Instagram, find us there at Second Take Podcast. Or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. What are we, Jordan, what's your Twitter again? Mine is at Jordan MSPP. Get on there ASAP. I've just recently retweeted uh, some gifts that will show you how fun wrestling can be uh, when not taken seriously at all from <laughs> yesterday's first ever social distancing match. Oh, fair. It's worth looking at. Brilliant. I only Brilliant saw a book. minute of it because of that was the free part they put on Facebook. But Andrew, it's an entire match where they keep about six feet between each other and do I their get moves. it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fucking I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Although I do think Invisible Man versus Invisible Stand is probably the ultimate social distancing match because you've only really got the really the referee probably, in the ring. You probably can't really beat that one, but it's it's up there. Oh, I would love to do a three way invisible one, like the refs invisible as well, and it's just the crowd. But that that, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Um, 
All right, well, and um, you can tweet me at Bastion underscore James. Alex's is in the subject thing of the thing. Nope, that's the word I want. Show notes, there we go. And Andrew? You can technically tweet me at A.S. Schossler. I've tweeted three times in my life and I'm not even, I'm not even sure how Twitter works. Oh, perfect. And Facebook? I think that's Jordan. Uh, that yeah. is, it's uh, facebook.com slash second take. Nice and easy. Perfect. And you can hit us up on email, secondtakepodcast at gmail.com or jump onto our website, secondtakepodcast.com. And we do also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash second take. Now we'll be back on Wednesday with the Variety Hour. And top of my head, either next Monday might be The Wrestler or it might be Fighting With My Family. It's definitely one of those two for the next fortnight. I just can't remember well, the look, order. The good news is they're both perfectly good movies. Yeah. I think and we much should... better than our last two weeks. <laughs> my, my instinct is that Wrestler is probably going to be a better film, but it did come out first. So I guess, I guess yeah. we'll do Wrestler, then we'll do Fighting With My Family, just to keep it chronological. But okay, just in case, I don't know if there's going to be stuff that they might build off of. I don't know, I don't know how cinema works all right we'll be back then um but yeah have fun and don't get the virus i guess is that how you say goodbye that'll do it Second Take Podcast is recorded within the Moreton Bay region of Queensland, Australia, and acknowledges this region's original owners, namely the Jinnabara, Kabi Kabi, and Yugara people. Second Take Podcast respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of these lands, and we pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging, for they hold the memories, the traditions, the cultures, and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. 